0: Welcome to personal financial strategy, the podcast, a podcast wholly devoted to you and your relationship with money, bringing expertise to bear on how you earn, invest and spend your hard earned cash. I'm your host, Tony King. And today we welcome a special guest to the podcast, Florian Fritz. Welcome to the personal financial strategy podcast, Florian. Tony, thank you for inviting me. It's great to be here. I'm so glad you made the time to be with us and join us today. I'm looking forward to your insights. We live in a very interesting personal financial time. So I'm Absolutely. looking forward to this this podcast and your take on things in these current times. But I'll introduce Florian as the founder of the Money Hero Academy, where he teaches how to create financial freedom by improving your money mindset elevating money management skills, and honing money-making skills. Very interesting uh, resume there, Florian. You know, that the middle one, money management skills, that happens to be our bailiwick and the really sweet spot for us. So we'll probably talk about the other two while we're together today. But we like to start every podcast the same because our listeners like to hear where people... Um, live and work from and what their story is how they how they grew up and what led them to do the things they do today
1: okay wonderful then i'll start with my story right okay sounds good and you live and work from i live and work from vienna or close to vienna austria fantastic which is in the mid-center of europe yes and i let let let's start with my. Uh, in two thousand two, I just finished university. I have a degree in uh, business administration, international business administration. Okay. And in two thousand two, you might remember we're just coming out of the dot com bubble crisis. Yes, indeed. So there were not a lot of jobs in the business area at that time. Companies were saving and not um, hiring. Right. So I didn't really know what to do. So I did one of the probably best things of my life. I just um took a six month round the world trip. Really? Yeah, which was absolutely amazing. You learn so much about the world, different people. Did you do the place.
0: backpack thing? Did you
1: yes, I did oh, the backpack.
0: Thing. Oh man, that's
1: so awesome. And you learn how to stay calm when things go wrong and uh, enjoy when things are beautiful. So it's really an amazing experience that I can recommend to anyone. Great. And when I came back, there were still not really that many jobs. <laughs> didn't change uh, much. It didn't change much, but I had a good time. So that changed. <laughs> yeah. But then after a while, uh, not even a friend from university, but she had someone call me. Mm-hmm. Uh, to ask me if I would want to just start for a financial advisory company. Okay, they were looking for people, and they were looking for people who would grow a team and uh, become a leader in the company, and and all that. So I thought, yeah, sounds good. Let me do that. So I became. That's how I became a financial advisor. Well, first of all, I was interested in economy and financial, uh, the financial world not that much in insurance and financial products actually but okay i learned that
0: yeah so the financial advisory firm they were all too happy to train you up on insurance products and other types of investments
1: absolutely they were very happy and we had a good time there i learned a lot Uh, we had fun it was a great team in the in the beginning Mm -hmm. uh, for the first couple of years and i made good money yeah and then uh forward a couple of years 2008 next yeah.
0: crisis yeah we remember 2008
1: don't we <laughs> you do i'm sure you do i was sitting there in a new off beautiful office uh in a large office building our manager had decided to open his own branch and created really beautiful uh, office now two things happened one was his fault the other wasn't one was the crisis 2007 the crisis. yes yes and the second one he started to taking care of this beautiful office instead of recruiting new people to fill it oh boy and now in the crisis people didn't come in they actually left now in 2008 i was sitting in there and it was big enough for the there were 14 people i think left in that team mm. and the office was big enough for everyone to build a small apartment in there,
0: right? Could have all lived in there. <laughs> oh, gee. You could have had your own commune. <laughs> we
1: absolutely uh and that car co- of course that was pretty expensive then, right? I'll bet. And customer clients complaining, right, that they're losing money and, and all that. And I remember an email by someone who said he was so disappointed and that we inform them what's happening, but don't have any solutions for them. Oh, I see. And and that's something that made me think, okay, that's absolutely true. We don't have solutions. We know how to, because what we were trained on was how to sell. Yes. Not so much what we were actually selling, but how to sell it.
0: I see. I see. Selling so, techniques. Absolutely. And
1: I was really good at that. But and I was because I was interested in, in all the investment uh, part in the investment side. I knew a lot about different funds and uh, how to create a good portfolio, the best possible portfolio out of the products that we had. But still, I could only sell the products that we had. Right which were very expensive because obviously the investment company wants to make money, the sales company wants to make money. Um, mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. client has to pay all those fees. Yes. And I thought, okay, it's not really fair that the client takes all the risk and pays all the fees and the other people make all the money. Yeah. And I also thought, okay, I'm interested in in all these things. How does that work? How does it there's people making money in crisis, right? How do they do it, right? So I wanted to learn how to actually create wealth, no matter if the markets are going up, down, sideways, or crazy. Okay, that's a challenge. It is, yeah. And that's when I started to educating myself outside of that company. I see. I started learning from some of the best trainers in the world, people like Robert Kiyosaki, T. Harv Ecker, Tony Robbins, and some fund managers or ex-fund managers.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Real wealth creation strategies work. And I traveled the whole world for that from Singapore to Phoenix and from Johannesburg, South Africa to London. So all over to meet those people and, and to learn from them. Okay. And um, First, I started working with a real estate company, finding investors for them. Because mm. I, I had made one mistake that I told all my clients not to do, which was spending all the money that I had made. <laughs> as <a financial> <laughs> Don't do
0: that. Yeah, that's fun.
1: <laughs> Interesting, right? Yeah. And so I had to make some money to pay for all those um, trips and learning and learning seminars, coachings. And I was working for this real estate company, finding investors for them, testing what I was, learned, uh, was learning directly there. And it uh-huh. was very successful. I like, grew their sales by 86% on average uh, every year for nine years. No kidding. I helped, helped those guys to make a couple of millions. Hmm. Well, if things go easy, right? If things go good, some people tend to sabotage themselves. Oh. And I'm totally one of those people or was one of those people. <laughs> so after I would set all those up sales partners that were working with us and the uh, the marketing thing and how, how to tell people how the, the explanations of how the product works, all these things set up so I didn't really have to work a lot anymore for the money I was making. So I started a second company with a partner in solar energy, but it was basically this partner's company, his idea. So I didn't take care of it enough. The partner bankrupted the company and suddenly it was half a million dollars in debt. Oh my. And at that time, about the same time, the real estate company said, actually, we're pretty good now. We don't need that many new clients anymore. Uh, And especially, we don't want to pay your high commissions anymore
0: oh boy <laughs>
1: they 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 thought uh the person that's least spends the least time in the office shouldn't be the person that makes most money
0: <laughs> crazy idea
1: i don't know why because i was bringing them tons of money to grow but yeah,
0: they didn't want yeah, that yeah.
1: so lots of debt easy income gone <laughs> what do you do and i had the crazy idea because of during all those uh the education i did I also got across one of my main mentors now who's the probably the world's best trainer for trainers, Blair Singer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. He hooked me on the idea of becoming a teacher. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, now I know what doesn't work in the in business and finance. I know right. what works mm-hmm. from yeah. my experience as a financial advisor, what people do wrong, what they do right, mm-hmm. helping those guys in the real estate company make millions. So if I take what works, what doesn't work, how people behave around money. If I take all that experience together, I think I can help people avoiding the the mistakes, making more of the things that go well and create wealth faster. And also, of course, it's a pretty interesting situation while you are half a million dollars in debt to start teaching about money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> However, I, you know, I'll, I pause there because I think the world is, has too many. Rich people who have never overcome a challenge like that giving advice. <laughs> so I'll just say that's a that's a that's a real mark in your corner for uh, meeting a challenge. I'd say, but go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm I'm impressed by that. <laughs> uh, and and
1: and you're totally right because by, well, first of all, it was just in my head. Oh my god, can you actually do that? Because in my situation, can I really help people? Uh, but yes, I can because I know so much more than people who have never learned about money and we didn't learn about money in school, right? Right.
0: No, that's so but weird.
1: With all the experience of things that work and don't work and what people do and do not do around money and should do, I can help them quite a lot. And by now, actually, this is one of the greatest story, stories I have telling people, okay, how whatever situation you're in right now, if you're starting from zero, you can build wealth. If you're starting from minus, if you have red numbers, you can still build wealth. <laughs> wherever you are right now, we can improve your finances. Where you can start small, with do one step after the other. We can improve your finance wherever you are right now. And yes, I know because I've been there.
0: Yeah. You know what I call that? I call it hope. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and again, we need more people injecting hope into this into this space so i'm i'm very excited about your story uh florian it's that's very exciting so and tell me a little bit more about establishing yourself as a money teacher for lack of a better word
1: yeah well it started basically while i was dealing with that bankruptcy thing and all that i couldn't really start a new business so I just thought, okay, let me start a Facebook group and build some audience and just help some people uh, or more people or more people than that and teach them and uh, like produce some content and uh, just develop something.
0: Right.
1: Wow. So I just started Mm -hmm. with a Facebook group, free, uh, putting out things and seeing what people like, what they don't like, what helps. Um, I was just testing things and testing how I could uh, help more people and out of that i created programs and now i have a free seven-day challenge where i work with people on their money mindset i have a program where we work on the all those three pillars of financial success that you mentioned money mindset money management and money making mm-hmm. where we help people to yeah learn about money because we never do and it's so important in our lives so why don't we learn about the important things in our lives like Being healthier having good relationships and making money yeah learn that Mm -hmm. so now i created those programs i'm teaching people and after one of those those two-month program where i help people to build their financial uh stability yes they after after i taught it the first time the people that were there asked me okay we don't want to stop working with you now you gotta offer something something else (laughs) <laughs> that's when I created the money hero club I see which is basically our um, investment mastermind where we meet twice a month discussing the economy and of uh, the financial world and what's happening and how to make money from it
0: oh, what a great story I love that story uh, uh, you know there, there's so much to like about it but I, I, I re- what really stands out for me and I've already said it but is that uh, you've been there and done that you know you, you 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 know what the challenges are that a lot of people face and i think you know not not to hammer on covid too much because it's such a tired topic but i think the back end of covid produced some red ink for people so, and um yes yeah, sure. so, so these skills are have never been more appropriate and more needed than they are today let me ask you when you say money mindset, can you give us a little bit of a definition of what you're talking about when you say improve your money mindset?
1: Sure, absolutely. Uh, because that's what we absolutely don't learn anything about. If you if if you learn and start learning about money, you go into the details. Okay, how do I manage it better? Like where do I open the cheaper account or right. whatever these things, right? But you don't think about how important it is how you actually think about your money. Uh, John D. Rockefeller said, it's better to take one day a month to think about your money than to work the whole month for it.
0: Hmm, That's interesting.
1: And he also said, if you work the whole day, you have no time to make money.
0: (laughs) Right, right. right.
1: The thinking part is so uh, important. Now, now why is that? If you think you have to work hard for money, what are you probably going to do? Work. Work hard, right? Yes. (laughs) You're probably going to work hard. Now, in your experience, are all those hardworking people rich? no not really right most of them are broke yeah yeah it it just does not work or actually you have another option if you think that you have to work hard for money and you don't want to work hard that's the people who say money is not important ah they make up some excuse why they don't need to work hard because they don't want the money right
0: right right
1: it's an excuse but now if you either work hard you don't get rich or you don't work hard you say money is not important what are your results your behavior your mindset how you how the way you think about money determines how you behave right okay and how you behave determines what results you're getting gotcha well if you say money is not important will you have a lot of money probably, probably
0: not. not yeah
1: because if it's not important to if you say it's not important will you have a lot of it no, that's that's true for everything. If you think a shiny car is not important, you won't buy one. That's right. If you right. think yeah. having a dog is not important, you won't have a dog. Right. And if you say money is not important, you won't have money.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's there's, another, there's a proper place for it.
1: Absolutely. And if, uh, another example, if you think that rich people are greedy and dishonest and you have to do something Illegal or at least unethical to become rich, your subconscious will always protect you from making money because you don't want to be a bad person, right? Wow. Okay. People are bad. Mm -hmm. You can't, and you don't want to be bad. You can't be rich. Right. Your your subconscious is always going to protect you. If for some reason you make a lot of money, you're going to lose it quickly. Mm. Like all those lottery winners or sports stars that after five years, after they stop making money. Usually they're worse off than before. Yeah. Somehow it's, they lost it all, right?
0: It's amazing.
1: And that's for two reasons. That's for bad money management. And mm. that comes most of the time from bad programming around money. Now, where does our money mindset come from? We've been all being conditioned, right? As while especially while growing up, we all know these phrases like money doesn't grow on trees. Giving is better than receiving. Money is the root of all evil. You've you've all heard those, right? Right. You bet. And If you hear them a thousand times,
0: you'll believe it. Yeah, it starts to sink in.
1: Yeah. And if you believe it, then we get to the results we just said. You start behaving in, a, in that way, and then you get those results.
0: Mm. So if you were to give us, uh, give the listeners uh, just one or two different ways to think about money. What would you? Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, identify your conditioning, what you are thinking about money. Mm-hmm. And you can do that just by uh, finishing a simple sentence. If you write down money is, and you finish that phrase, what comes up first? Not Write down what comes up first, not what you think you should write, Right. But be honest with yourself. Right? Write down money is, and do it two or three times, get two or three phrases. And then think about what you th- what comes up when you think about rich people. Rich people are. Mm-hmm. right? And if you think about these things honestly, then you might get a, a little idea of what you think, what your associations around money are. And then you take those, if, if they're unsupportive, like rich people are greedy and uh, unethical and money is the root of all evil, if things come up like that, You want to change them, change them through some phrase that would be uh, more supportive in you growing wealth. Right. Like, um, you can do lots of good things with if you have money. Mm -hmm. Money doesn't grow on trees. No, money is easy to get if you know how. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Change those phrases into something more supportive and then repeat those. Read those every day uh, in the morning, in the evening. Read them out loud until your mind starts believing them. How did you learn the old phrases? the old mm-hmm. beliefs well mm-hmm. by hearing them lots of times
0: yeah repetition
1: yeah, yeah by repetition now repeat the new ones that will be supportive
0: for you i like it that's a little it's not only a a way to think about it it's it's an exercise it's it's something yeah. something we can actually do
1: yes absolutely you and, can and, start today
0: yeah
1: fantastic
0: well if it's okay with you i would like to switch to the third principle that your company is founded on, which which is uh, money-making skills. Um, And the reason I want to switch gears to it is because I think a lot of people right now, especially you're in Europe, but I think Europe is experiencing uh, financial times very similar to the United States in which it's crazy, Florian, it's just crazy right now. I mean, with interest rates through the roof. Here's a little stat I heard just last week. If you took a if you took a $400,000 note, this is of course in in United States, out in January of this year, you would have x for a payment on that based on the interest rate of that note. If you took it out the same $400,000 note two weeks ago in the united states your monthly payment would be seven hundred dollars more than it was in january
1: sure in january the interest rate was basically zero (laughs)
0: well close yeah
1: in the u.s and today it's at four percent
0: yes it's 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 that's just a pretty, pretty big difference. I mean, just think about the yeah, that what the the implications and the ripples from that into the real estate market and all those kinds. So that's the landscape. That's what we're dealing with today. So I think money, making money in today's financial landscape, is something everyone's scratching their heads over. So I'm, um, I'm hoping you have some, some perspectives on these changing times.
1: Uh, perspectives, definitely. <laughs> I do, I do. It is. It's totally crazy all over the world. Inflation came up like was, as if it was suddenly, but it wasn't really. Yes. They, um, inflation is a monetary thing. If you print a lot of money, that's going to happen. Let me give you an, an, an example that I find very easy to uh, under make inflation understand. You and I are the two only inhabitants of gummy bear country. Okay. Okay. You and I live in gummy bear country and you are the producer of gummy bears. Oh, fantastic. And, the producer, and I'm the producer of dollars. Okay. Okay. And every year you produce five gummy bears and I produce five dollars. Okay, year number one, what's the price of a gummy bear? We have five gummy bears and $5. It's a dollar. It's a dollar, absolutely, right. Now, gummy bears tend to be eaten after somebody bought them. So our gummy bears follow the destiny of all gummy bears. We eat them. We still have the $5, right? Next year, you produce $5 again. I produce produce $5, you produce five gummy bears. Now we have $10 and five gummy bears. What's the price of a gummy bear?
0: Well, I guess it's going to be $2.
1: It's $2.
0: Absolutely,
1: right? We (laughs) doubled the amount of money, but we didn't uh, change anything in the amount of products.
0: Right. Supply and demand. Supply and demand.
1: If a lot more money chases the same amount of products, we will have inflation. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at the amount of dollars available, 80% of all dollars in existence have been printed within the last two
0: and a half years. Oh my, eighty percent. Eighty
1: percent from four trillion, they went to twenty trillion in just two years. Yeah, and it wasn't just the U.S. It was lots of other countries doing the same thing, right? Right. And of course, we get inflation at some point. It yeah. Took very long because most of the money stayed in the bank vaults or mm-hmm. not vaults but mm-hmm. uh, in the bank computers so it didn't really get into the economy we'd never got the money to spend it until they started distributing helicopter money right 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 that's when suddenly price exploded on top of that we had supply chain problems due to uh, COVID, and uh, now we have a war going on here right 500 kilometers from where i live oh. where is ukraine while the war is on the other side still so yeah still pretty close and my wife is from the Ukraine, apart from that.
0: No kidding. Wow. Yeah.
1: So that's how the inflation come. Now, how do we fight inflation? Raising interest rates. Why? Well, if we raise the interest rates, you already said that's bad for the um, real estate market. It's not only bad for the real estate market, it's bad for all the markets. Yeah. Because nobody uh, will borrow money and invest it if it's expensive to do so. Right, right so that's why they raise the interest rates to lower inflation that will cause because the fed never manages to hit the right spot they they're always too late and too much or too little or whatever yeah uh, so that will cause a recession and a recession is probably bad for investments right
0: well you would think so yes
1: you would think so that's that's what happens most of the time and we saw that this year like stock markets down somewhere between 20 and 80%, right? Depending on what you're investing in. Right. Now, how do we make money out of that?
0: That's the
1: question. Well, there's there's two ways to do that. The, the easiest one is you just buy cheap. Okay. We don't know when it's gonna be over, right? There's people saying we won't have a new high in the next 10 years in the stock markets in the S&P 500. Uh, others say next year everything will be fine again i don't know i don't have a crystal ball Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: but what i do know is that cost averaging always works now you pick something that does not fall to zero even in uh the worst recession okay and of course that could be some blue chip stocks like companies that are have customers in all over the world and it may be different segments of different products and well established and value and all that that could be those or you take a whole sector like we will still have a financial sector we still will have a healthcare sector we will have um we will still eat right right we will need energy all those things won't go away so if you take an etf uh, investing in the whole sector that's probably not going to go to zero, but it might become pretty cheap in between. Right. Or if you go for commodities, will we still use oil after the recession?
0: Absolutely. Yes.
1: Will gold and silver still be valuable? Probably yes. Will we need copper before all those green new energy things and uh, and building new houses and all that uh, for the electric uh, electricity? Yes, we will need copper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lots of other commodities. Will we still eat food? Will we eat wheat? Yeah, of course we will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you buy a little bit of that every single month, and you can do that with $100 every month, you can do it with $10 every month. Sure. You can do it with $1,000 every month. Whatever your budget is, you just do it every month, and you don't panic just because it goes down. Yeah. If we do a very simple example, uh, I know you like numbers. Yes. Let's say uh, your favorite wine bottle is $100 usually, okay? And once a month, you decide to spend $100 on your favorite wine. Okay. Now, for $100, you buy how many bottles? One. One. Exactly. Now, next month, you see, hey, they dropped to $50. How many? And, and you say, okay, here's my $100. I buy two this month. That's right. Right? And the next month, you see, Wow. It even dropped to 25, let me buy four. Yes. And the next month it comes back up to 50 and you buy two again, mm-hmm. right? Now you didn't drink any of it um, because you like to have them um, uh, yeah, get a little older and riper and better. So you still got all of them. So you bought four, um, eight, you bought nine bottles, right? Yes. And you started at $100 and now it's 50% down. Did you make a profit or a loss if you would sell them all now at 50?
0: At 50, we'd be good.
1: Yeah. Well, you have nine and nine times 50 is 450, right? Right. And you spent 400 because we did it for four months. That's right. So you have a 11, 12% profit.
0: Yes, although, indeed. Although
1: we're, although we're at 50% of where we started from.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Right. And this doesn't only work with wine.
0: <laughs> well, although right. other things might not be as enjoyable, but. <laughs> uh, absolutely, the
1: problem with wine is that you're probably not gonna sell it, you're gonna drink it. That's right. But just for the for example, the calculation also works with stocks or commodities or, mm-hmm. or funds, ETFs. Mm-hmm. So if you do that and you don't panic when it's super, super cheap, right? Mm-hmm. It might drop 80% and you mm-hmm. keep buying. I did that in 2020 with oil. When it oh, fell yeah. to zero, Whew. we had an 85% drop in three months. Holy cow. But the next two months, it went up 300%. I see. It was a beautiful profit. Yeah. Now, we don't know if it's going to be six months or five years. But if you keep buying every month the same amount of the same thing mm-hmm. without panic, right. and you're going to have a beautiful profit. So that's the simplest thing that absolutely everybody can do. Pick something that doesn't disappear in in a recession. So Mm -hmm. don't go for a, I don't know, Indian IT startup company. Right. Go for something where you know this is still going to be there after this is over. And then just whatever your budget is, if it's $10, $100, or $1,000, buy the same amount every single month. I love that. That's how you will definitely make money from it. Of course, there's other ways you can make money while it's going down, right? The easiest one is there's inverse ETFs, right? Really? There's an an ETF. An ETF is an exchange traded fund, an an investment fund that doesn't have an expensive manager and you can buy it like a stock on the stock exchange. Mm -hmm. And there are inverse ETFs that actually are created that they go up when the market's going down interesting if you google uh, just uh, you want to buy an inverse etf on the um, nasdaq for example you google that and you'll find uh, the ticker symbols and you can buy that if you say okay next year i think market's still going down then get some of that or just get a part of your portfolio to to hedge your
0: little hedge, hedge play your, yeah your
1: long positions like if you lo- if you uh, lose money in all the stocks you own Well, then you'll win in that little hedge that you have with an inverse ETF.
0: Mm. Takes the edge off.
1: Exactly. So at least one of your positions will always win. Yes.
0: That's fascinating. Fascinating. And I think right now, one of the things I like about your advice is I, I think right now people are lacking the courage because of the, the trend that's just down, down, down that we've seen, for especially in the last year in, in stocks, ETFs, bonds. But what I'm hearing you say, Florian, is have courage. Stay in there, stay in the game, keep swinging, but swing smarter. Yes,
1: absolutely. Don't panic, just keep buying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't invest all your money now. Right. Right. Uh, it might go down another 50%. It might not. It might start going up now. Yeah, what do I know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah. it might go down down another 50%. If you just buy every month, you don't care. That's right. Cuz actually, when do you go shopping? When things are cheap or when they're expensive?
0: Exactly, exactly. When
1: they're cheap. So buy more stocks when they are cheap. Yeah. Just pick stocks that be smart. Don't right. go for the super risky. Oh, my God, they invented whatever new technology that's going to change the world. It's not the time for that.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Buy
1: something that's where we know it's working and that will definitely need it and use it after right. it's, it's over. And it's going to be over. We've had uh, for 400 years, there have been a large crises. right? Every 90 to 100 years. There's been a big crash. It started in 1630 something with the tulip crisis in in Holland in the, in the <laughs> Netherlands, and then every 90 to 100 years there's been a, a huge crash. Actually, we're we're due for one.
0: Oh, right now,
1: right now. If you the Great Depression has been in the uh, almost 100 years ago now. Yeah, yeah. So if we look at the last 400 years, uh, we would be due for one pretty much
0: now. Mm-hmm well that's cheery <laughs> wonderful yes
1: <laughs> but if you don't panic you can actually make money from it if you half 50 percent of all fortune 500 companies were started in a crisis
0: oh, man that's that's a that's not well known is it
1: it's not it's not but during recessions is when most wealth is created ah. large companies are still Great fortunes are started exactly when things are going bad.
0: Mm, interesting. Well, you're also an a historian, Florian.
1: Uh, yeah, just a little bit of history <laughs> around money. I like that. I like that.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate I appreciate your advice today. And I, you know, let me just tell you on this investing thing, you don't know exactly how we. How we handle money, personal money management in our firm, but we we break everybody's finances into five parts. Their income is the starting, and, uh, and we actually do this in spreadsheet form, columns. Uh, reoccurring bills is the next one, and then spending, out of pocket spending, and then funds, which is just like savings for future spending. But you're going to spend those dollars, and then the last one is investment. And we advise everybody to have a brokerage account so that they can easily do what you just advised to do, and and that is take a part of their monthly income, the first category, just name it, just say, I'm going to do $500 a month. and. I'm going to put it in something, some sort of investment, whatever they're comfortable with. And uh, your program of monthly strategic, but monthly consistent monthly investing in core products that aren't going to go away folds right into our process of optimizing investments for the future. So I I just love how it folds in together with the way we advise people now. And we stop short of telling them uh, where to invest because that's not our expertise. Our expertise is the the first four buckets. (laughs) We can help people really shape those and optimize those. But Um, I like the fact that you gave a little recipe for how how you can do $500, $1,000, $2,000 a month even, Um, and dollar cost average that over the life of the investment. Stay in the middle, stay in the core. Don't don't, uh, try and bet on anything. That's a really conservative and I think reliable approach that'll get people through however many years we have of a recession ahead of us.
1: Yeah, during a recession, you can with that uh, strategy you can make twenty percent a year, maybe twenty five even. I don't know with that uh, the oil crash. Yes, I made seventy percent in in just six months.
0: Wow, that's fantastic! So,
1: depending on how deep the crash is and how long it lasts, you can make nice profits with that. Very. And it's very simple. Everyone can do that without learning too much. Of course, there's other strategies and other things you can do, but this is something really simple that everyone can follow.
0: Well, let me close the show by asking, you know, I'm sure we piqued interest and in if people wanted to get in touch with you and learn some more ab- about I- either investing or or uh, money mindset. Um, what's the best way they can get in touch with you?
1: Well, Probably go to moneyheroacademy.com. Okay,
0: it's easy fine. enough. Uh,
1: well, I don't know lots more than we already talked about today about me, mm-hmm. but definitely something about the the programs that I'm teaching and my email address and whatever other uh, contact information you need to, to get in contact and to, to get in touch.
0: That's easy. Uh, join
1: my fee- free Facebook group, which is also called Money Hero, where you can get uh, free tools, tips, techniques on how to improve your money, uh, financial life. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. And you you do podcasting on your own at some?
1: I do. I started the Money and Business Hero podcast just this August. It's super new.
0: Oh, is it? Okay.
1: Yes. But yeah, it's very interesting.
0: Good, good. And how could someone find that podcast?
1: Uh, it's the moneyandbusinesshero.com.
0: Okay, so at at all the major distribution points, and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, the whole Google, Amazon, uh, everywhere. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Florian, for being with us today. And uh, as always if you're interested in optimizing your day-to-day finances so that you can take advantage of some dollar cost averaging, please look us up at personalfinancialstrategy.com. And until next time, strategists keep on strategizing.